G'day, g'day. This is Matty C from the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast way down in Australia. And we love getting to listen to Marv meet new podcasters from all over the world here on the Pods Like Us podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Marv from Pods Like Us, and I'm speaking with Matty from the Astro League podcast. Hey, Matty. Thanks for speaking with me. Hey, Marv. How are you, mate? It's great to talk to you. You too. Yep, we'll just keep Thanks pretending much. that we haven't spoken for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that, mate. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a short memory, brother. No worries. Yeah, like, like a goldfish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. A nice yeah. tropical fish. Well, yes. Yeah. Everybody likes tropical fish. Yeah. And they're nice to look at. I don't know how good they taste. I mean, I don't know. I live a long way from the coast. Seafood isn't high on my, uh, high on my consumption rate. No, no. What I am keeping I, an eye on from the coast as well. Ooh. Yep. What keep an eye, on the- an eye on. And this is something that you'll see me looking up every so often. I'm sitting under this umbrella out in my backyard. It's uh, it's the middle of the summer over here, and there's an enormous huntsman spider stuck up on the yep. underside of my umbrella. So you know they're harmless, Ooh. but they're just big and a bit fierce looking. So I'm just keeping my eye on that little sucker. That's uh, <laughs> one of the great things about Auss- Aussie summers. It's just spiders bloody everywhere. <laughs> And, and here it's the middle of the night, so it is oh, yeah. uh, twenty past one in the morning, and pitch black oh. in the middle of winter. Twenty so, past one in the morning, and you're is. talking to me. I am. <laughs> you're mad. Um, That's why I like. I it. am, and my work <laughs> colleagues will know what I'm doing now if they listen. So <laughs> there um, you go. They know you keep yourself entertained, mate. <laughs> talking to weird Aussies on the other side of the earth. so um you you know eventually we will do that show where you guys come on and actually discuss your show on on here one of these days yeah definitely we'll organize that my friend it's uh one of those things through the season the nfl season for our show um wow there's sort of 16 or 17 weeks which is go 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 three shows a week and then for the other 35 weeks of the year we're kind of like yeah, what do we do? So yeah. we're, we're about to come into having heaps of time, Marv. <laughs> It'll be great. Well, I've noticed that during the breaks, it tends to be just you doing the occasional one-off show. Pretty well. Yeah, I give Taylor the time off. Um, he's a professional salesman and uh, full-time, you know, miracle dad of two wonderful young fellas. So he, you know, he enjoys having the off-season off and uh, I try and keep the lights on and keep the, keep getting the bills paid. Um, it is sort of my, you know, I'm the idiot who created the brainchild and turned the show up into being something. So I guess, so. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more responsibility on me to keep that going. Yes, it is a lot of responsibility to keep a podcast going. Don't we all know yeah. that? Well, because I'm, I'm always a little bit nervous that my, you know, literally dozens of listeners, <laughs> uh, they'll forget about me if I don't keep on putting shows up. So, I, yeah, I, I keep I keep it going. Even if I've got nothing to say, I find, I find something to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, you have to keep the content going out there because otherwise people might think, oh, if they stopped, we'll go and have a look for something else now. <laughs> yeah, they might find some other Australian NFL fantasy football podcast they like a little bit more. Um, <laughs> although I'm not sure there's millions out there to choose from, but, you know, always nervous. Yep. And if you want to laugh, you can always go and have a listen to Bad Counsel. Oh, you can. I'm sad those guys are on a season break. I'm all, they've got it worked out, though. They've got this thing where they can take their breaks and they come back and they just pick up and everyone's just 
waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, you know, yeah. bated breath for their season return. I'm not sure people are queuing up to do that for the Astro League podcast, mate. Uh, but I'm always doing that when it's uh, season break for those guys. Yeah, I'm the same with my dozens of listeners. I don't think they're waiting with bated <laughs> breath when I take my break. <laughs> <laughs> Literally dozens of listeners. Yeah, that's that's how yeah. I characterise my my crowd of, of folks who follow us. I don't know that there's millions of them, but uh, but they're pretty passionate. They're pretty passionate fans. I mean, you mostly because they're related to me or Taylor. But <laughs> I remember somebody saying to me that, you know, once they said that if you have even something like 10 listeners, that is 10 people that have found a show that is for them. And you can be sort of proud of the fact that, you know, even, you know, hey. with that, you know, you're making That's their a nice day a little thought. bit brighter, hopefully. That's a nice thought, because, I mean, so for Taylor and I, we spent a lot of the two shows we do later in the week really just yep. trying to make each other laugh. That's a huge part of what we do. Um, I guess there is a bit of process and procedure about what information we try to share about the fantasy football league we're in and then some broader fantasy stuff just so it's not only a show useful for the people who are in our league. Um, but a lot of it is just us trying to find a way to shock each other into laughing, which is why there's so many really wildly inappropriate jokes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not the sort of show I'd really encourage my parents to listen to and be proud of their son. <laughs> and I'm sure Taylor's the same. But yeah, a lot of it is just, you know, we're two real-life best mates um, trying to make each other laugh. And I think there's a lot of that that can translate to folks who, you know, there's probably a, a number of the people who tune in who, who truly are entertained by our numbskullery. <laughs> yep, yep. And our partners in these situations are not entertained by it sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I can just I can hear through walls my wife rolling her eyes at the other end of the house listening to us idiots as we record our segments. I can just hear it. Yes. <laughs> and I don't need I'll to leave, see her I'll leave, that one. It's I'll leave that one alone in, in case my in case Louise listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she's in danger of listening to it? I know my Maybe. wife's never in danger of listening to mine. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. She's listening to, she listens to some episodes. Oh, she's so. a good soldier. Aww. Yeah, she listens to some. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then mentions I don't talk like that with her. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, see, there, yeah. there it is. <laughs> there I don't know go. if my wife would want me making fart and bum jokes to her. Um, <laughs> just, that's, they're probably the ones that I can share without uh, you having to put a, an explicit warning on this. <laughs> it just, just reminds me. Is dreadful. Yeah, it just reminds me that, that eventually I will have to get to the job of building that soundproof area for me to do recording in so that she can't hear me. <laughs> yes. I think that's going to be part of my New Year's thing too, Mark, is that yeah. um, the place that I had been working, I, I did have quite a bit of space and I would often use that after hours as my kind of, okay, well, now I'm finished work for the day, Taylor's finished work, let's dial in and we'll use the space so I don't have to pester them. But um, in the new year, I'm moving into a different world and I won't have that space available to me. So I'm now starting to scope out space around the house. Going, right, if I just had two square metres I could fence off, where would it be? Because yep. um, I'm going to be sad not to have the Astro Cave. And uh, I, I can I can sort of see that, you know, the, sh the content mm. of the show, I've got two young daughters. They don't need to be around while I'm recording that. Uh, but yep. also, yeah, for my wife's benefit and for her mental health, it would probably be better if I was somewhere a little soundproof or a little further away. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, for a bit of a gift for people at Christmas, uh, yeah. as you know, 
as you know, I'm getting all different podcasters to discuss something important to them or a message for them, for people to listen to for Christmas. So um, you were wanting to speak about an alternative Christmas to what people would be used to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this too, because one thing I've sort of learned, especially from being in this wonderful community of independent podcasters, is so many of you folks are based in the Northern Hemisphere, and the idea of Christmas for you guys is literally what I would consider TV Christmas. Uh, That's not real Christmas. Real Christmas for me is that it's it's 30 degrees here every day because it's the middle of summer. Um, The sun comes up at half past five in the morning and it sets at half past nine at night. And uh, again, so for I guess those playing at home, 30 degrees in my language is is sort of 90 degrees Fahrenheit plus. Um, And I just got to imagine that there's probably very few folks worldwide who would consider that Christmas weather. but that's, to me, the idea of being really cold, having to layer up to go outside, serving a super hot meal. Yeah, that's, that's what the folks on TV do. Um, yep. You know, over here, it's, it's just such a different thing. So I sort of thought maybe I could paint the picture of an Aussie Christmas day. Uh, and I mean, this is probably more typical to my family than it might be a broad brushstroke of what Aussie Christmas day is like. But there's definitely a bunch yep. of it that's really commonplace around Aussie Christmas tables. And that starts pretty early in the morning, right? The kids are up at ridiculous o'clock because then they want to hunt through their Santa sacks and see what they got uh, and start tearing open presents from under the tree. And that, that's a pretty regular thing, I think, yep. everywhere. But the cool thing that's is, you know, you get yep. a skateboard or you get a pair of roller skates or you get something you can use outside. You, you can probably use it outside because it's going to be a cracking day and, yep. and the sun's up pretty early. So, for instance, this year just gone, kids have got those shoes with the rollers in the heels. And, you know, an okay. hour later, they're out in the driveway scooting around on these little heely-rolly shoes because uh, you can do that with the, the weather being so nice. Uh, but I think the other thing that's kind of interesting for folks who are from the Northern Hemisphere Christmas is the idea of, well, you know, we don't have the big roast meal generally. You might have one protein served hot, but everything else is cooked and then served cold because, it's again, it's hot. You don't want a bunch of ovens running in your kitchen on a day where it's really, really hot. So you get a lot of the sliced meats. You get ham. You get lamb, you get some places turkey, but often a roast chicken or roast beef. And then it's all sliced and cut uh, and mainly served cold. You might serve one of them hot with gravy and, and vegetables, but often it's salads, an array of different salads instead. So it's, you're not serving a hot meal on a hot day. And then it's all about the desserts, man. Nice cold desserts. So trifles and pavlova. I don't know. If, do you know what pavlova yeah. is, Mark? I was going to say pavlova. I do know what a pavlova is. Oh, they're lovely. Do- do you do that as a summer thing or a Christmas thing? Um, we we haven't posted a picture. We didn't take a photograph, actually, but we had a pavlova yeah. the other week that Louise did. So there you hey. go. Hey, there you go. We, 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 oh, we love them. And then there's something really similar as well that they do in the UK, uh, which is called an Eaton Mess, which is basically oh, uh, which is a meringue with fruit, but it's broken up meringue with fruit. And yeah. and cream, which is similar oh, to a pav, almost the same, just kind of yep. smashed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. So I was talking to a friend who's in Canada as well, not Bobby from the Rock Guys, but another one, a lady named uh, Vic from the Lit with Vic podcasts, and yep. she was saying she she gets what pavlova is, but almost almost nobody else I talk to because there's so many of them in North American, and you have to describe. Okay, so it's a meringue base. You slather all this whipped cream over the top. You arrange some beautiful seasonal or tropical fruit at the top, like mangoes or kiwi fruit, 
strawberries, maybe drizzle some some, uh, coolie or some passion fruit pulp on it. Voila, serve it with ice cream if you want. You don't even have to do that, but cut a nice big wedge and off you go. Uh, And that's a real Aussie staple, a pavlova. you You really probably can't make it through a summer here without having pavlova either at home or at someone's house. It's just something that's a done thing, man. It's a done thing. Yeah. It, the Australian... Go into Christmas. Yeah. So that's the Australian answer to the British trifle. Yeah, there you go. But trifle... Now, my wife makes this wonderful black forest trifle. And mm. it's, so it's not your traditional trifle, which can be a little boozy. But she makes it with uh, sort of chocolate sponge cake layered with whipped cream, chocolate custard, uh, dotted with pitted cherries in there and then and just lay it all the way up and, and topped with whipped cream and then have flake crumbled across the top like a flaky chocolate crumbled across the top mm, nice nice we're gonna have to stop in a bit i'm gonna go and have something to eat now because you've made me hungry <laughs> wow man aussie christmas it's fantastic it would make everyone hungry <laughs> absolutely absolutely i, I want to eat all that now <laughs> oh come on over mate plenty of room <laughs> yeah. when, when we can we'll come over when the, when we're allowed to go to places and we're not sort of yeah. like questioning are we going to lockdown or not lockdown and are we going to sort all this out yeah all the border control measures one of these days though i think so for me tv christmas is that northern hemisphere thing i'd yep. really like to give it a go one day but i don't ever want to live in a place where that's what christmas is like all the time because i think i'd really miss the freedom of having the really long days Yep. And they're really slow days, you know, this time of year. Um, like later on, I'll be lazing around on the couch watching a game of cricket and you can fall asleep and wake up and fall asleep and wake up through it and just kind of keep up with what's going on because it's a pretty slow-moving game. And that, that's kind of the speed of Christmas at the moment over here. Um, so that's kind of going to want to be what I'm uh, – that's kind of what I'm going to be looking forward to. Yep. Well, actually, you know, recently you've reminded me, I've forgotten to post yeah. up the – I I featured on a on another podcast called Christmas Past recently. Really? So I sent a message into them because he wanted people to send in messages uh, uh, about Christmas memories, and I'd mentioned oh. on that I'd mentioned on that that when I was really young, uh, we used to have this thing where the whole family used to meet up my, my grandparents. So we'd have cousins, second cousins, aunts, yes. uncles, everybody. And they'd be like, but I mean, it was only like a normal, I don't know if you understand this saying, a two up, two down. It's just a small house. But, you know. Oh, it, yeah, it, yeah, I know what you mean. Like a small house, you'd have two bedrooms and then the living room and the whatever downstairs. Yeah. And they'd, they'd suddenly be they'd suddenly be swamped by about 25, <laughs> 25 children or something. And all wow. the parents of them who were members of the family. And that happened every, as we call it, Boxing Day on December the 26th. Oh, yes, so, we have Boxing Day. Yep. So everybody used to go there on Boxing Day for, for like, the get-together, and there was food there, so cake, sandwiches, you know, little nibbly-type foods and bits and bobs, oh, and it so was good. just, it was brilliant. And I said, and I was surprised that Brian actually just put that on his show, and I said, it's one of the greatest memories that I have of childhood, that is. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so we sort of use Boxing Day as a way to soak up whatever's left over from Christmas as well. It adds to the slowness of the days that there's not even a lot of meal prep. You're just eating stuff that's left over. Uh, gosh, one of the great things, just talking about memories, is that uh, we grew up in a 
as kids in in a street that had a cul-de-sac which was great because you know i guess you know it's the the 90s and yep. it was pretty commonplace to have you know all the kids kind of pile out into the cul-de-sac and you'd be playing all sorts of cul-de-sac sports there'd be cricket there'd be people running around chasing each other with water guns there'd be yep. uh basketball what you know whatever you whatever your sport whatever we could get people interested in playing um and you just have 15 kids running around this cul-de-sac because you know no traffic who's going anywhere um one or two parents of you know the families in that area sort of rotating guard and keeping a bit of a watch on what's going on and playing referee if if, if required um but yeah again just the speed of the day is well what do you want to do next oh there's an idea let's just do it because you know no one has to be anywhere that's great that's lovely anyway i better get back to work soon i suppose yeah, you better get back trouble. to work yeah hey thanks for making the time for me at one one thirty in the morning goodness mark yes. you're a good absolutely. man you're a good man absolutely that's but i hope you've had a great christmas season brother I have, and I hope you've had a lovely time, and I hope that you've had some nice presents as well as the children. Oh, definitely, mate. You'll hear the professionalism in my podcast with all the great new equipment that I've got coming <laughs> in the new year. You'll hear the difference. <laughs> and if anybody wants me to sound better, you can always go to my Patreon page and I'll buy a new microphone. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll get Taylor, and I think we might need to uh, donate to that for, for a Christmas gift for you, mate. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. You take care. Merry Christmas, will, everybody. Ma. Look after yourself, mate. Thank you very much, Matty. Take care. Hey, thanks again, Marv. All the best. See you, mate. mate. See you. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur. And we're from the Spy Hards Movie Podcast. That's right. And you are listening to Pods Like Us the podcast that has a license to thrill. Ho, ho, seven. Festive greetings and welcome to Spy Hard's podcast, where your hosts go merrily undercover into the world of spy movies to decipher which films make the naughty or nice list. But remember... This information is strictly for your ears only. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur, and I did not sign off on this intro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it gets better. So this week we are not joined by one, but we are joined by two guests. Firstly, Cam, can you hear those Shea Bells ring-ding-dingling? So hey, this is Tim for Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to the smooth, dulcet tones of Mar on Pods Like Us. <laughs> so we're we're in the middle of watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation at the moment. <laughs> That's a good movie. It is. We like that movie. We've got Elf tomorrow. Oh, fun! Fun. Is that your Christmas tradition? Yeah, we have to watch, we have to watch both of those, and because I've worked over Christmas and that, so this is our Christmas basically. These couple of days. Okay. Nice. Hey, timing doesn't matter as long as you do do those things. That makes it feel very like holiday like. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's traditions. Tradition. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll I'll just say this while, while before we properly do the show properly or whatever or the bit that we're doing. I will just say that 
it's great listening to your show because um, I hope this doesn't embarrass you or anything, but in a way, it's sort of brave that you're doing it, but also incredibly inspirational as well. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Mar. We appreciate that. That's fine because, you know, you're both, despite everything, it's like you've still got that incredible bond with each other and that friendship and bond, like I said, the bond where that's what you're working towards maintaining and that's why there's still that feeling there between you both and it's it's incredible to listen to 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 you guys when when I listen to the episodes it's just yeah it's brilliant you, you can hear the the friendship and that bond that you have there in the show especially when you make each other laugh in show by accident <laughs> yes <laughs> especially right oh that that really warms my heart because like I, I like we've mentioned in the show sometimes it's really hard to stay on track and it's really hard to remember that after everything we really do care for each other in a way that we want to keep this going so it thank you I really thank appreciate we much. really appreciate yeah. those words that's fine because you, you you've still got that initial spark obviously that you had when you first met each other and what attracted you you to each other so that it feels like that's what you're trying to keep going and you that's the strength that's there within you both and you you're fighting to keep it going as well both of you i mean it's it, it's lovely thank you thank you i told you though <laughs> i told you years ago that it was there you just didn't believe me but. it's hard to see it sometimes you know when you're going through all of the the messiness it's really yeah. hard to remember but like you said we love to make each other laugh and that is the common denominator in all of this so yeah and 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 you can hear each you can hear both of you <laughs> laughing at each other when you say things. <laughs> it's the best. Always. It is the best. <laughs> Although Chris's way of making you laugh is sometimes a bit naughty, should we say? A bit. Yes. I think that's yeah. an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little Absolutely. bit. I'm working on that. I'm working on different ways to make her laugh that aren't so naughty. So yeah. Keep working. Keep working. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> make make everything fresh. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um Christmas traditions. So I actually posted a meme about one of the traditions that we had um on our page. Um, I'm Hispanic and every single year, what we do is we get together with my mother or grandma um and we make what we call call tamales i don't know if you've ever heard of them so it's this like what what is what i don't even know how to explain it well it's like a like a spicy red pork kind of in uh like a big bed of i don't even know how it's you not would say bread. masa it's not bread it's like it's corn based it's it? corn yeah. based it's like a tort it's like a tortilla essentially okay. but it but like you make it by hand and then you fill it yourself with the with the with the chili pork and then you put it in a steamer and it steams for maybe 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And then you take it out of this like leaf and you just eat it. And we spend hours making <laughs> piles and piles of baskets of these things for Christmas every single year, which is a lot of fun. As soon as they're ready, Chris digs into them yes. almost immediately. No, yeah. no matter if he's going to get burned or not, yeah. he doesn't care. It doesn't he's matter. just going to. It doesn't matter to me. So yeah, no. that's a lot of fun. That's we do it as a family. So Chris and I, the kids, um, my siblings, 
go help grandma out and do that. So that is probably one of the most favorite traditions that oh, yeah. we have for sure. A lot of fun. Well, that's, I mean, I've, I've spoken with a lot of other people, you know, who have Hispanic backgrounds and it all seems to be very family orientated, which is lovely. Because I, I don't know whether you heard, but um, I was really surprised that there's a, there's a podcast called the Christmas, called Christmas Past. And Brian, on that, actually, I sent him a message, not thinking that he'd put it up. And I'm actually on there talking about uh, when I was a kid and my whole family, so cousins, second cousins, the whole family used to descend in one place uh, on Christmas evening. And we all just used to eat there and we all used to, that's the one time when everybody used to get together and meet up in the whole family like i said the whole distant cousins and everything it was wow. incredible that's amazing. And it's one of the greatest memories that i i have of childhood you know it's just lovely yeah yeah and i think that we can relate in that way because all of the better memories that we have have to do with family gatherings and it's always a birthday party or um we we do like a big big parties for when someone for when a woman or woman I guess turns 15 years old and we do big parties and we're up all night and like <laughs> singing and dancing. singing and dancing and then even the party continues to even the next day you know everybody <laughs> goes home after the party but then we're all up at like eight o'clock the following morning at someone's house continuing to do the whole shebang I guess we're out the festivities yeah. yes the food yeah. and the dancing yes <laughs> so it really is days but like the better memories that we have is definitely Making with food family. with family, yeah, definitely. Or over food. And um, also, I guess the past couple of years, we picked up a tradition where we actually celebrate with Chris's ex-wife because they have a son together. So we just did that this past year, um, which has been great. I mean, obviously, it's been great. His, yeah. his son really enjoys having all of his parents and siblings with him. And I mean, really, it's, it's not been a problem for us. No, it was definitely different at first. I mean... Because when someone thinks of an ex, they're, I guess, just an ex. But, you know, we're, I guess we're doing like the co-parenting thing and everyone's happy and everyone's getting along. And it's been a really nice, nice, like, tradition to keep, uh, like, going keep on. Going. So, yeah, it's been nice. And the, the funny thing is, I remember the episode where it was the the son's birthday or whatever, and you'd actually gone there and spent time and before that you were a bit worried about it but then when you came back not only were you really happy and enjoyed the situation but Geraldine made a great friend in the situation as well because you're both really good friends you know yourself and Chris's ex which is incredible it is it is and it, it you, after that you feel kind of dumb like why didn't we do this sooner sooner you know like why but um, a lot of things have happened and, you know, we still have to continue having really hard conversations with each other. But the, at the end of the day, there is one end goal. And that is that it is better for us to be friends and, and, not enemies. and yeah, and not enemies above anything else. And, you know, we all really love this one very important person. Like we can all come together and just hang out. <laughs> and it really helps because of the fact that then, like you said, it makes it better then for the for your son because if both parents and both families are getting on with each other, all the better for him, really. Absolutely, absolutely. 
It is a beautiful and that thing. Is, yeah, it's, beautiful it's been thing. really great. It's been, but again, you have, I, especially me, I have that in the back of my head. Like, I feel so stupid. Like we should have been doing this five years ago, but that's just not where we were. But, but I'm glad that we're doing it now. And I'm glad that we can say we're in a better place now because I mean, things are so much healthier than they were. And it, it really, it, it puts you at ease to know that now you have a friend that you can talk to because you're mad at this guy and she's familiar <laughs> with him. You know, like it's fun. I'm it's really fun in that way. There. I'm the common <laughs> yeah. So that's been fun for sure. Absolutely. In case, because I haven't done the introduction thing, in case anybody wants to know, I'm talking to the fantastic Geraldine and Chris from We Were On A Break, which is an incredible podcast that I, I love it so much. It's And it's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> we're messy, but we're trying and we're really honest about our experiences. Granted, a lot of them are not the best things that we've done in our life, but but life we is messy you know life yeah. is messy sometimes we get into really troublesome situations and we're just trying to work our way out of those <laughs> yes. but that, that's, the, that's the best thing about it you know i mean if, if you had something that was you know uh, a great relationship at the beginning then it's worth actually doing something to keep that going so if you get problems in a relationship or in life so long as you can come to each other and discuss and try and communicate and sort these problems out between each other that makes the relationship and keeps it healthy absolutely and I think that that's sometimes as an outsider looking in you don't realize how much work you have to put into it and how many difficult conversations that you have to have in order to keep something healthy and that's something that Chris and I surely didn't have before (laughs) starting our journey you know we thought it was just marriage and like we're washing our hands and that's it that's all we're doing but no there is really work and conversations and and things will happen you know you will you might get hurt like we did or you might not It, it might be situations that are less dramatic as ours but like you're going to go through hardships and that's for certain in any relationship absolutely anyway is there anything uh from Chris's point of view, Christmas-wise? Uh, like, I'm pretty much the same. Um, I like cook with family. Uh, before I met my wife, we didn't really uh, celebrate, like, Christmas much. I mean, it wasn't, like, a big, big deal. But uh, I definitely love the food. Uh, I love to eat and make memories, laugh, sing, dance. And then uh, just seeing the children happy and just... Yep you know, making memories with the blended family. I mean, that's, that's what's, that's, what's been nice. So definitely been nice. Yeah. What about you? What are your favorite things that you do during the holidays? Favorite memories? Ooh, I've, well, well, like I said earlier, actually, you know, it was in response to what, what you'd said, Geraldine, which was my favorite memories of the, the extended family meeting up at Christmas and just everybody being there together and, it's just a shame that that extended family don't come together now and yeah. really, and it's, it's difficult nowadays compared to them because I work every Christmas and a lot of people work over Christmas now. So in a way, my message to a lot of people, much like you said, was if you, if you are somebody out there that's working over Christmas, make Christmas or find a space during that season and make that your Christmas and make that your special moment with whoever that special person is that you, that is in your life with you. 
or in the family. Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be the day of. It can be a few days after, a few days before, you know, whenever you have the time. I think that the holidays are really about doing those traditional things and it doesn't have to do with the day. It's just about do making the time to do that. Making right? the effort and getting it done. Yeah. And tr- try and also try to forget everything that's going on around it as well. And just make that day that about that day and everything else that's there, put it aside. You can come to it the next day or a day or two late to whatever's, you know, a problem in life. Just make that day a special and different day for yourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That was, wow. (laughs) I'm so glad we're finally speaking in person. I know. (laughs) 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 Feeling a little emotional here. (laughs) Anyway, let people know how they can get hold of you and, um, and find the show. Of course you can find us on Almost all of your favorite social media platforms. Our handles are WWOAB Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify and um, Apple or iTunes, whatever it is that you have, and all of your major podcast platforms. Check us out. We're a lot of fun or not, (laughs) depending on your taste. (laughs) And at 39 minutes per episode, you can binge listen. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Guys, that was great. Thank you very much. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you we for having it. us. What's up, everybody? This is Chris from the podcast Real Film Reviewed, and you're listening to Marv on Pods Like Us. Kobe was reading. He was waiting for us to sing a Christmas carol. It was the first time we let him down with the singing. We let him mat. down. I know, I'm like, it's Christmas! Like, I never go enthusiastic, and you guys are like, better watch out, better not cry. There it is. Matt. I I have, what, 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 what? I can't be put on spot. Yo, you better hit some Mariah Carey notes right now. (laughs) Better not, but I'm telling you why. There you go. Santa Claus is coming to town. (laughs) And that's what we do for Holiday Spirit here at this podcast. This is Dave of Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us with Mar. Hello, and welcome to Chapter 87 of the Corona Diaries. And it's Christmas bollocks time. (laughs) It's the Christmas bollocks episode, which means that we're also joined by Chris Neal. Um, bollocks and Chris Neal go together. They go hand in hand. hand. They Absolutely. go hand in hand. We yeah. promised you bollocks, folks. <laughs> um, and bollocks, we have for you. Happy Christmas, everybody. Hey, it's Gil from the, the Mind Podcast. Mind Today's mind culture and social podcast, and you're listening to. Pods like us. Welcome to No Fear Cooking. Today, before that, I'm going to say hello, Magda. I'm Magda. Hello, Magda. I'm Nathaniel. (laughs) And we had a great team together. Thank you. 
We oh, wait, no. Wait, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Day. Yes. Merry, yeah, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Have a good time with family and friends. I think I appreciate more this year and last year everyone more because what? We the couldn't family. see for a while, family yeah. and friends. Oh, yeah, I see. Because we can be with people. Yes, we yes, can yes, be yes, with yes, everyone. Yes, so yes. a big hug, a big Merry Christmas. Have fun. Cook together. Have the young ones. Well, 25, it's okay. Still call them the young ones. Um, cook together. Do some cookies. And today we are going to share with you one of our favorite, favorite recipe. It's good for Christmas. It's good for New Year. It's good anytime and lots of flavors. Mm, so, yes. Nathaniel, would you help me today? Yes, we're making a pork loin piccata. This is B. Nicole from Buried on the Tundra, and you're listening to Pods Like Us. Um. <laughs> And I wondered if there's anything about Christmas that you love. Oh, I love the traditions. Um, yeah. Going and seeing the Christmas lights or um, my grandmother used to make kolachkis. So I make kolachkis now for Christmas every year. That's lovely. That's nice. So, so what's a kolachki? What is that? Um, it's a Polish cookie. It is kind of like a pastry dough made with ice cream is how we make it. And then you put just um, some sort of pie filling inside. That sounds really nice. That's lovely. Sometimes they look like uh, wheels. Yep. You kind of pinch the sides. Some people make them that way. Sounds really nice, though. It's lovely. Hey, this is Brian with Concerts That Made Us podcast. And you're listening to Pods Like Us. A great show about other great shows. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, it's ta- it's time to get shaking, lump. And can I, by the way, can I point out? I haven't mentioned this before in the previous two episodes. It is, of course, lump who's been stood by me, shaking the cocktails like a gooden. So thank you to, uh, to Lump for that. Um, Merry Christmas, Miss. I'm drinking a Bailey's Flat White Martini. There you go. Keeping it relatively simple. Do tell, what's in that? 50 mil of Bailey's Irish Cream, 25 mm-hmm. mil of espresso. Now, I've opted for an own brand from Daphne's Coffee Shop in Erinsborough, and 25 mil of vodka with some ice. Simple and delicious. Mr. Bognops, your good self. Port! I mean, you know. Are you on commission? <laughs> I am drinking a bottle of Naylor's Select Reserve Port. Oh. And basically, it's the only one that comes in a pint bottle. Um, so I've got uh, half a dozen of them laid on. So it comes in a pint bottle. Uh, is this yeah. because you don't get a milkman, you get a portman? I do get a portman. Indeed, I do. And her name's Natalie, and she's really nice. And blackout, my good man. Your good self? Well, I'm taking it old school to the days of being allowed to stay up and watch late-night telly at my grandparents' house over Christmas with a cheeky bottle of QC Sherry. Oh, Splendid nice. work. Years since I've had QC. Years. QC. Quality counts. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. Or oh, quickly comatose, as me dad used to call it. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. Hi, this is Katie of Bad Counsel with some good counsel. You should keep listening to Marv at Pods Like Us. <laughs> Season's greetings and welcome to this Christmas edition of Trimming the Musical Fat, the podcast where we trim albums that are too damn long. I'm Stephen Nicholson. I'm Paul Nicholson. And together with input from friends of the podcast, we're going to take our invisible scissors to some Yuletide classics to create a top 10 best and worst Christmas song playlist. Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys Podcast, and you are listening to Marv Smooth on the Pods Like Us Podcast. Check him out. Hi, this is Alan White from Yes, and you're listening to Yes Music Podcast. It's that time of year when we talk about Christmas. Well, that's one of the things we talk about this time of year anyway, certainly. And here is Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello there, Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. What about you? Uh, Not too bad. Had a bit of a breezy evening last night. The dog went a little crazy as the winds were blowing the branches Um, against the house. So I was up at three, but you know, it happens, right? Ah, yes, absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to do a version of the polls that are around at this time of year, talking about Christmas singles, and particularly prog-related or prog singles um, that you might listen to at this time of year. Hey, it's the boys from Saw Spoken, and we are so glad that you are listening to our new friend Marv and his podcast, Pods Like Us. Yeah, we were recently on the show for a couple of episodes, and we really enjoyed it. And if you'd like to catch a little bit more of us with all the raunchiness and sauce-based humor that you're used to, feel free to check us out on our show. But in the meantime, keep enjoying Pods Like Us with Marv. We enjoyed talking with Marv as much as we hope you enjoy listening to him. Now back to the show. Panto is, uh, I suppose, one of the things that we associate with the Christmas season and is supposed to be funny. Not everyone finds it so. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think the ones that often work are either the ones... You, you've got to just go all out. And I just go, right, it's full-on cheesy entertainment. It sort of originated early, I think, 1717 is what the say was the first Panto. A guy called John Rich, who uh, sort of united lots of different types of stage performance and variety and you've got a bit of sort of harlequin aid you've got a bit of um, commedia dell'arte from italy so this idea of having a I suppose clownishness at christmas and then slowly family you know became a family sort of show and people used to come along and uh, and also even way back then working in those fun stagecraft elements so the, the fact you could bash a stick against the scenery and it transforms into the prince's palace or whatever it might be or cinderella's ball gowns suddenly appearing all of those things came in really early and it's all part of the fun of it isn't it and nowadays things like mrs brown's boys christmas special that's your modern cultural descendant of it i suppose hello everybody this is ryan this is avery and we are from the frame by frame king crimson podcast and you are listening to pods like us
Hello, Nikki. Hi, can you hear me okay? I can, I can hear you well. You can, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? Let me turn on my I'm, video. I'm okay. Um, there we go. I'm actually, I'm actually using my phone and a hands-free earpiece because I can't get into the bedroom where the equipment is. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate you uh, accommodating my schedule. I know it's really early for you. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Uh, quarter quarter past one in the morning, I think. Oh gosh, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you have to for the content and to talk yes. to people. That is very true. It is. So, how has your Christmas been? It has been pretty good. Um, pretty low key. We've been dealing with a lot of rain and storms here, so. A little bit of family and just hanging out at the house, watching Christmas movies and all that fun stuff. So how about yours? It's been, yeah, we, we've made Christmas during my two days off because I worked over Christmas Day and the day after and Christmas Eve. So you, you just move it along a few days and you have Christmas a bit later. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. My husband is a UPS driver. So Christmas Eve is always like the, is he going to be off in time? Is he not going to be off in time? <laughs> So, That's yeah, true. I get I get you. So, in answer to your most recent episode, then, has your has your brother introduced your nephew to Krampus or have you had to do it? Um, he has not. I unfortunately did not get a chance to talk to my brother about it on Christmas Eve. There was a lot of family over and commotion. But my nephew's only seven months old, so I'm thinking next year when he's a year will be like the perfect time to introduce him to Krampus. <laughs> he might be understanding it a little bit better. But maybe not the film. <laughs> no, not the film. <laughs> we'll wait until he's a little older for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, anyway, for people listening, I'm speaking with Nikki from Bats on the Brain pod. And it's like a paranormal show, but with a difference isn't it because you chat about what's going unlike one where you it's all about that subject for the entire episode you sort of like do a catch up catch people up on what's going on in your life first and then you go off on all sorts of tangents before actually getting (laughs) into the subject yeah I need to work on that um but yeah I kind of want to make it a little more personal because um I just wanted a platform to talk about things that I'm interested in and one of those is paranormal spooky stuff but also um I do enjoy like our I always say like our real life spooky truths kind of thing which is like our horror movies which for whatever reason during my Christmas episodes I just went on huge tangents about horror movies (laughs) but um I want to talk about like Halloween, the nostalgia behind Halloween for me growing up, you know, making it a little more personal, just giving me a platform to talk. And then hopefully uh, listeners can relate to that. But I do talk a lot about like haunted places. That's one of my favorite things. I want to get more into ghosts, more into spooky traditions, um, legends. Like I did Krampus, I did Fowler Whipper, I did the Yuletide Cat and the Yuletide Witch and all that fun stuff. So it's kind of just a broad spectrum, but always relating to the spookier side of things, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it's 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 a fun listen as well. It's it's also not yeah. very long either. It's a nice shorter length show as well, around 30 <laughs> minute mark. 
Yeah, it's time. really hard to talk for a long for me to talk for a long length of time by myself. So I had to like stop at 30 minutes because I don't think people want to hear me that long rambling. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good link for me. I think it's a good link to get a good background on a lot of paranormal or spooky places or whatever the topic is on that episode. And even getting like, I know I throw in a lot of my opinions. I react to the stories that I'm telling, even though I wrote the notes, I'm still reacting to those stories. Like I've yeah. never heard it before. <laughs> so that's, it's fun for me. It's, it's what it's about basically. Anyway, so we're getting together this time to chat about something Christmassy for everybody out there. Uh, so what were you, you, you were saying something about you wanted to look at Christmas traditions or a specific tradition or something. Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking for me, um, I really like revisiting like my Christmas pasts and the traditions I grew up with and learning about other people's traditions. But then I know when we had originally talked about meeting up and doing this, you had mentioned ghost stories, which right before this, uh, we jumped on here. I was like, huh, I wonder what Christmas ghost stories there are besides, you know, the legends of Krampus and so on and so forth. And I was actually kind of flabbergasted with what I found. So um, it does veer on the Christmas Christmas tradition. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but back in like Victorian England, back in like the 1800s, long time ago, it was a Christmas tradition to talk about ghost stories. Yeah. And that yeah, just, I that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I didn't know that before. I guess like, you know, the Christmas Carol, how it's about the ghosts and everything. It never clicked in my head. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's a Christmas tale, you know, it's about like, you know, getting a Christmas spirit. I always wondered why the ghosts were so creepy. And I don't know if you've watched the Disney version of Scrooge Christmas Carol. Even yeah. those ghosts are creepy. <laughs> but um, so I was looking into it and I was like, oh, so it was traditionally around winter solstice to talk about ghost stories. And I thought that was really interesting. And um, it's not so common anymore from what I found, but it's definitely one of the tra traditions that I would like to bring it into my family. Well, it's funny, you know, because I was actually, if I'd, if I'd had a chance to talk with this person who does a book podcast, I was going to mention this to them, but it's surprising that you brought it up. So, it, so now I get to speak about it. So um, <laughs> the uh, A Christmas Carol story, mm -hmm. it's not the only actual spooky story from Charles Dickens that's Christmas related there is actually an entire uh, book of short stories that he wrote that is all about that are all different scary Christmas stories as well which They're you might be interested in. I can't remember what it's called huh. but, but yes also I think there's eight or nine stories in total in the book that are all scary stories based around Christmas time that is I'm gonna have to look into that more because I like I said I was just reading it maybe 10 minutes before we jumped on and I was like oh my god this is a whole new world for me because <laughs> like I grew up with the happy nothing scary very traditional Christmas nowadays so like I didn't know about Krampus until probably a decade ago I didn't yep. know there's a whole nother spookier side. And I think when I learned about Krampus, it kind of started um, bringing in that interest during the holidays where the holidays are normally supposed to be happy and cheerful and bright. 
but there is a spookiness to it. And I love that. It's fascinating. So I'm definitely adding this to my Christmas traditions, (laughs) but um, sorry. I was going to say, if you think about it, I mean, around then, Victorian England around the 1870s and the 1880s mm-hmm. was not a particularly nice place to be in a way because you had all the, you know, you had extreme poverty and and all sorts of hygiene problems and, you know, people lived in squalor. So in a sense, the sort of ghostly stories sort of fit with those times, I suppose. No, that's exactly true. And also because it's centered around winter solstice and it got dark so early, they had, there's no electricity. They had nothing else to do besides tell stories. And one of the things that they did um, back then is, uh, I just lost my train of thought. I do that all the time. (laughs) Um, But they would just sit around and they can carry the folklore of all the stories like on and on because literacy wasn't too popular there. It became more popular later. Um, So everything was done orally and that's how they passed down all these legends. And they would even tell stories from like around the world that people had heard and came back during like when they're with their families and tell those stories and they sit around and tell ghost stories to pass the time. So because I suggested the idea was ghost stories to you, that's that's why you suddenly changed and thought, oh, ghost stories, and it made you look it up. Well, yeah, definitely. It made me look it up because I was just curious. Like, I had thought about, like, oh, I'll talk about, like, what I used to do as a kid, but, you know, all that. And then I was like, but he did say ghost stories. Like, what ghost stories are there that are out? And I found a couple of articles just right off the bat. There's, like, five or six good ghost stories in there. And I was like, huh, I need to look into this further. Because there's some that it's about, I read one, uh, what is it called? It's called like the old nurse's story or something like that. And it was in the 1800s. And it's about, just the snippet that I read, it's about this child that's outside of the house banging on the door. And the woman inside thinks the child's real. And then she finds out that it's not and the house is haunted. And that is a Christmas tale, apparently. Wow. (laughs) Okay, I kind of got my chills going. (laughs) But but even even to this day, they, they still even on the television in England, they still show ghost stories over Christmas. Because because there's one where uh, the other year I got hold of a uh, a British film that was made called uh, The Amazing Mister Blunden, and that is that is basically a scary ghost story essentially that was made wow. in the 1970s. Um, really good film. Because there's no CGI or anything, it's got that sort of almost spooky, ghostly effect as well. You know, when people, you know, that effect that they put like with the the Albert Finney version of Scrooge, where oh. it's not really, you know, up to today's standards with special effects. But I think it's more effective in a way because it's it's got that surreal feel to it, the, the effects that they have. But I'm, I'm mentioning The Amazing Mr. Blunder because apparently the BBC, I've not seen it yet because I've not been off work, but they've actually remade it recently to, to show this year for the first time on the BBC, that ghost story. So, like I said, they're still making them today and telling ghost stories. That is, that's, America does everything backwards. <laughs> that is so cool because, I mean, like here... 
we have like the Christmas horror films. I was actually listening to your uh, episode from Sunday and I forget who the podcast was, but they were talking about like Jack Frost, the horror movie, which is one of my favorite movies, but it's terrible. I totally agree. It's horribly done, but it's amazing at the same time. Like that's our, as far as I know, is our Christmas ghostliness besides a, a Christmas Carol. So I'm I'm totally fascinated with what other countries do for um, their traditions around Christmas because I feel like America is still new. We can learn still so much from different cultures. And just hearing that ghost stories are still on TV in England, like, I, that's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, so uh, we will eventually get in touch with each other again to hopefully have a full proper show where we go deep into talking about your show at some point hopefully in the future so for now that'd be awesome it would so for now let's let people know how they can get hold of you and how they can listen to your show all right well uh that's on the brain is available on pretty much all podcast platforms but the big ones are spotify and apple Podcasts. so go check it out there and then i'm also on instagram at that's on the brain pod and i'm basically i post up updates on episodes and all of that um I'm supposedly on Twitter, but I'm not very active on Twitter. So if you are into tweeting and all that, it's at that's OT. Wait, what is it? That's OT brain pod. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can get the podcast on any platform. We are, I am a bi-weekly podcast. So it's every other Friday I release an episode. Um, And like you mentioned, they're pretty short, but kind of entertaining if you like some fun ghost stories or hauntings like I like and that kind of stuff that's cool anyway yeah. thank, thank you very much Nikki that was that was great thanks Marv it was really fun thank you for reaching out to me too I appreciate it and I look forward to doing a full episode with you so do I I look forward to that a lot thank you very much <laughs> thank you now now I'll stop stop annoying the neighbors and I'll I'll be a bit quieter for them. Now. <laughs> All right, well have a good rest of your night. <laughs> and you too. You take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.